Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. He's Ramon. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this show is always brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they have hot, fresh food 24-7. Like, around the clock, Moan, just good stuff. People think of it as a gas station. You know better. I know better. It's more than just that, man. It's a one-stop shop. Isn't that the word we're looking for? It's, it is. It is a one-stop shop for everything. Yeah, let's let's get into some football, Moan. Um, you know, I, I I could delay the process of bringing up the offensive line. I could say, hey, let's talk about this other thing. But the fact is, everything that we need to discuss about the Steelers emanates from that one position, doesn't it, right now? Yes, it does uh i'll get more and in, into well i'll say this a group was young but there's no excuse still to that group is new to starting full time this is um this is one of the situations where i kind of like tell people like just because you think you're worthy of something something doesn't mean that it should be given to you like there are different levels when it come down to what the expectations are and those guys right now just gotta grow and honestly they gotta grow up really fast and and the reason is because of this. It's a little bit because of the past. I think while we were in that moment of our offensive line, and I don't want to make it about what we did, but when we were in a moment of it, it seems very seamless. It seemed very, oh, we can know, we know what we're going to get ourselves into. And now we're seeing the other half of it where there's been a hard reset. Not just a reset, but a hard reset from right to left to the guy in the center that held it down for over a decade. So you had an all-pro guy right next to him, and then you had me who had been there for a while, and Al coming to done this thing, and before that it was Gil. Like, there's been a steady consistency amongst that line from when it was me and Marquise of the last group that was there and then you get Gil and then you get Beecham and then you get Dave and then you get Al. like there has been no drop off we've been on autopilot for a while so seeing this line it's it's obvious why it's the number one topic in the city of Pittsburgh the state of Pennsylvania probably for the most part because you're playing for a Hall of Fame quarterback um and there was some stuff that I saw on film man that was very very uncharacteristic of what that line has been before me and while I was there. you getting getting your quarterback hit is one thing. Everybody has had that. Uh-oh. But the clip that everybody was talking about oh, yeah. was Ben looked like he got hit by a car. He did. Two cars. Like, two cars. And and again, it's one of those things, oh, you taking up for your quarterback. Well, no, 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 no. Nobody likes to get their quarterback hit, but it's going to happen. People don't. Don't act like it's not going to happen from the best player in the world that's ever played offensive line to one of the the lesser guys that's ever played offensive. You're going to get them hit. But it's it's the fact of having pride in your job a little bit. It's the fact of also knowing that, look, that won't at least reassuring them that won't happen again. And I think that's just where we are to where it's I ain't going to say take pride in because I know they do. But it's a factor of like, hey, you ask for these, you work for these starting positions. You're in them now. Now you got to uphold what comes along with that. And and you know I got my guys, my group, me, Marquise, Al, and Dave talk. And it was one guy in the group that sent that message. Uh, I had saw it on social media, but the one where Ben looked like he got flung, like he was a crash dummy, and nobody was there to help him up. 
Nobody was there to help him up. Turn the other direction. And and I always took pride in that too. And even my wife and kids even bring that up to him. It's like anytime the running back was down, you first want to pick him up because they're working for me so I can work for them. If they see me excited to go work for them, then they're going to do the same thing when it's time for me to block for them. Mm-hmm. Or if I have a bad play, we have an understanding, we have a relationship. And I'll just be honest, it was Marquise. It's like, dog, what is this? This is disrespectful. It's like, we'll never do this. Like, what are we losing right now? And I'll just say this. He gave kudos to a guy that I know. We give him crap about his, you know, his public persona sometimes. But Zach, he takes pride in that type of stuff. That's one thing I was uh, I was talking to uh, Brooke, who works with ESPN, about, you know, the offensive line transition over. And I was just saying, if anything, as much as we give Zach crap, he takes pride in making sure the guys are together. Um, the 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 job at hand, protecting the quarterback, getting the running back. You see him downfield, and that's one thing I'm looking to see at least shake up a little bit when he get back in. And I was just a little shocked, honestly, because I we've all put our fingerprints on that group in some type of capacity. And that's one thing that they heard us talk about is taking pride in protecting seven and making run lanes for the for the running back. Then I'm kind of I ain't disappointed, but I'm kind of just, you know, side-eyeing a little bit. Like, I, I can't believe that happened. And maybe it was a one-time thing, but I've actually seen it more than once in this league. I mean, more than once this season already, and it's not okay. And I don't want to continue to go on, but you see where I'm at with this thing, though, too. So, Al, like I said, Alejandro, Villanueva, he's in this group chat with us. And we were talking about other offensive linemen in the just conversation piece, and – um. Al was talking about his tenure in Baltimore, how that's going right now. And he's just saying, like, and the reason I said this group don't know what they asked for by being in these positions, and that's okay, too. But I was like, dog, being in another locker room right now and hearing how other defenders that I'm with right now, Justin Houston, Calais Campbell, I forget Mm -hmm. who else is in that room over there in Baltimore. But he was like, y'all would be shocked on how they talk about us. There was no better offensive line than what we had in Pittsburgh. He's saying this, right? these are wow. dudes that are talking about what we did. So now the reason I said the teams are going to go harder at this group is because there's a line that's been set. And and because of that, you're going to get attacked. It's almost like, honestly, the day that Alabama gets bad at football, my UT balls are on top. <laughs> Listen to me, DK. I'm piling on. Okay. <laughs> It's so, just but, it's just laundry. It's oh, just uniforms, you know? Yeah, okay. That's what I'm telling you. But I, I'll, I'll see if I can read it verbatim what Alejandro said about our line as far as what other people are pulling up the text right now. And he's just saying the respect factor of what we laid down, man, was insane about what we did. And that's what the city of Pittsburgh got used to. And that's what those guys thought was just going to happen. And I'm not saying they thought it was going to happen, but they're in a position right now to continue that or either take a nosedive. And I'm saying all of this respectfully because I love the dudes that I know in that room. I respect the hell out of Trey Turner, too. But this is this is just what he says. Like, bro, I'm telling you right now, the respect our OL gets is wild. Calais, Justin Houston, McPhee. Brandon Williams, they all talk about it like there was no other offensive line. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. I've never been in another locker room. I've talked to other guys, but I ain't ever, you know, when you sit down with somebody, nah, this, is different. this is different. He's so on their side now. He's yeah. on their side. He said, it's, you know, because he's in a new room and he's figuring, you know, stuff out, and there's all kind of conversations. But to hear a team that I always respected in Baltimore, 
have guys. I mean, Calais is from another team. Brandon Williams is one of the stoutest nose guards I've ever been around. McPhee, I respect the heck out of him, too, because they're all players. And to have that be said, and all of those years where you talked about the Cowboys offensive line or Cleveland or, or you know what I'm saying, like those teams, uh, the Rams, he's like those guys talk about us like there was no other offensive line in the NFL because that's the level of respect. That's the how hard we went about it. And even for myself to hear that, a guy that's never had the Pro Bowl, all pro stuff, to be like, man, Moan, they respect the hell out of you. That's what you want from your group. That's what you want, honestly, your peers to say it. I'm not sure if they're saying this right now. These dudes are like bulls in a seeing a red flag right now. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, you know, with the especially with the episode of not not picking up Ben, it, it it can be a low hanging fruit moment, but it's also accurate. And whenever you see that, what you want to hear afterward is some I'm kind over. of a reaction some kind of contrition, some kind of awareness of it. And we did. You know, Kevin Dotson talked about it, said it's not going to happen again. Uh, he said it was just one of those things where they just kind of lost themselves in the moment. Everybody was on the field. Uh, Watching you know, the play. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and reacting to the play because, the, the, the you know, I'm not the, I'm the last one to defend anybody on this, but Ben released the football, and you can see on the film – that they turned around to see where the football went. Trey yeah. Turner, who's a veteran in the league, yeah. who's the closest one to Ben, you can see 51 turn around to see what happened. But again, there's got to be that sixth sense. Hey, yeah. what just happened to my quarterback? Uh, Zach Banner said himself, you will never see that again. I believe it. You will never see that again. Uh, but they have to grow up, and they have to grow up in a hurry, not just with this this anecdotal thing, no. but performance-wise. Uh, they have to get it together, and they have to do it in a way like, like Banner and Dotson were saying, we watched the film, and it's one thing that goes yeah. wrong. Yeah. It's not five things. It's not seven no. things. Uh, Dotson even said, sometimes it's not even us. Sometimes it can be the yeah. tight end. Sometimes it can be something else. But it's just one thing, and it throws everything off. And I can it see does. where that gets frustrating. But, Moan, they got to stop it. I know. I know. And I'm with you. And the thing is, if it was one game, then we have some, you know, like, man, that was mm -hmm. one game. We could talk about it. But oh, you guys had your – you guys yeah, would have your – I was there in I was there in Philadelphia, my friend. Yes, and, exactly. Oh, when the Eagles just ate you guys up all or day Chicago. long. Or Chicago. Chicago was the same thing. Like, Chicago. that was the same. Like, there is – so I'm not saying it in happens. the sense of being yeah. perfect, but it can't go from one week to the next. So this is your third go-around, and you can't give this one up again, DK. And that's all I'm saying. And – Again, it's almost like instant replay. The touchdown is good until you slow it down. So right now, being able to see that clip over and over again and see Ben get pile drive backward and have national analysts and us talking about, man, they shouldn't have did this to Ben, like that's when it becomes a, a bad thing. And what I don't want to see is this an overreaction either. And again, for my guys that are hear this or see this, like this, we all kind of went through this, mm -hmm. but it's a factor of like you got to know that Listen and pay attention to the guys in front of you because it's it's a part of you that you want to continue and say, man, y'all y'all holding it down. And right now, like you said, it, it ain't just all of them, but this ain't where we expect this O-line to be. When you got, again, all the skill, 
They have a, talent. A hell of a running back. They have talent. And a quarterback so far that's proven that, look, my arm is back. My legs are back. I'm throwing guys off of me. And you want that last piece, DK, to really bring it on, man. Yep. Well, wow. When we come back, we, we'll, we'll talk about Steelers versus Bengals, but specifically from the prism of another point of concern for the Pittsburgh Steelers when we come back on the Ramon Foster Show. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Believe it or not, the Steelers do have other concerns besides the offensive line heading into Sunday's home game against the Bengals. And almost all of them, Ramon, have the word groin in parentheses after them. Joe Hayden has a groin injury. Devin Bush has a groin injury. Alex Highsmith has a groin injury. TJ Watt, most prominently, has a groin injury. I have to ask you, first of all, about groin injuries mm-hmm. because I know they're different for everybody, but I also know that they don't just go away. They, they don't, don't just heal up. They don't, man. And it's one of those most tedious things. Groin injury and turf toe probably go hand in hand. Ooh. B- because you can't. High ankle. High ankle would be another one. Yeah. High ankle, but at least you can, you know, walk or like gimp a little bit. With the groin, you take a sharp move and it's a sharp pain that hits you really, really hard, man. And that sucks. Like, it's certain things that you do on the field, like pushing off with your toe. Like, you'll know, I can't go if I got turf toe. Um, With your groin, you do so many things you don't think about, like opening up, turning, running, sprinting. Like, it's a... I ain't gonna say it's not a serious injury, but it's one that can just hinder and linger for a very long time to where you gotta work through it. The rehab on it is very tedious because it's a growing area type of thing. And it's one of those you just gotta let it calm down before you actually get better at it. It's it really ain't a whole lot except trying to speed it up, massage the area, and just re-strengthen it as much as you can. And then it's this this. I guess it has and kind of hit the the, the uh, Steelers a little bit because of I mean they go hard and, and camp to a point to where it's like man you gotta go and I'm listening to the guys that kind of got them right now TJ was out a little bit uh, um, Devin is coming back from a uh, ACL mm-hmm. so you can't really peg when it's gonna happen but when it does it sucks DK it just simply does and the, and when you talk about rehab not to turn this into some kind of medical clinic or whatever but the muscles that are in the area, in the region, mm-hmm. are so difficult to access. And I, yeah, okay, I, I, this is, if I sound, if I, if I'm talking I like I, I, I had this, okay, and it sucks. Yeah, because you're trying to, you're trying to do things for yeah. it, and you want to do things for it, mm-hmm. and they tell you that some of the muscles that are in the region are best accessed. This is going to sound like wacky, but I, I have to I, share I, this. I know, I know. Is for for by women who are pregnant because Mm -hmm. they they do like Lamaze exercises and things Mm -hmm. that that are strengthening that area. That's the kind of stuff that you have to do as as an athlete, male or female, to come back from. And it's my point is, Moan, every guy that I just mentioned, every guy that I just listed Mm -hmm. is a member of this defense who has to be explosive to be effective. And, and that's where you get off at, too. And the, and the thing about that groin injury, too, you'll be walking fine. You might hit a yeah. little jump or oh, even a little TJ. stride. We saw TJ. He was just yeah. like this. And like, yeah, well, that's that's not the issue but here. It's as soon as you thing. dig in, that's when it gets you. Like I said, with the ankle, you can kind of like get yourself through it a little bit. But with that twinge of your groin, it 
ain't much you can do except, like you said, massage it out, uh, find ways to ice it down. Like, and, and then the thing about the pain of it, too, is it pinches like a, a sharp like needle hitting you, like a hot needle hitting that area, and it's not nice, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean when I say this. It's, it, it's, I'm hoping they can get back. There's usually really no timeline on it, and you just got to kind of ask every day, how is it? Is it better? Try to now, get a run in. Yeah, when we're talking about this defense, the one area that, that isn't affected by groin injuries is the one that's probably the most affected, and that's the defensive line. Right now, and going into Sunday, Cam Hayward will have neither Stefan to it nor Tyson Alulu. And Tyson, I, I mean, I hope I he comes. It. I hope he comes back this season. Let's put it that too. way, okay? I, I hope it's this season. Uh, fractured ankle, broken ankle. That's there's there's a lot of moving parts in there. And uh, he's been solid too, by the way. Oh, this guy is most. I, I say this all the time. The most underappreciated of all the Steelers. Uh, but yeah. you're now going, Moan, and this is what I want to ask you about here sp- specifically because you lined up against these guys as well. We're now going to see Isaiah Bugs. We're now going to see Carlos Davis. Carlos uh, we're going to see Chris Wormley. We're going to see all these guys on the field in the equivalent of starting roles because you're going to be rotating around mm-hmm. Cam. And actually, you're going to spell Cam. You you know you know what's going to be awesome though too, and I've seen this done time and time again. DK, as Coach T is going to let them guys know this morning, well, yesterday morning. Um, look, you can either try to be a starter, or we're going to find somebody else after the other guys get back. The fact that how he get guys to buy into our opportunity doesn't get done. I don't think better by any other coach in the league. You'll see those guys, especially those young guys, Carlos and, and Bugs, play like true veterans because that's what he's going to ask them to do. And, again, especially against the AFC North opponent, too. They're going to go out there, and I expect them to play like Tyson a little, a little or like Stefan Tua because it's going to be necessary. Warmly, he's a true he's – a, he's a vet. He's been around the block a whole lot. But if you got the opportunity to get these young guys to get – to create future depth, to create maybe positions in which they can become starters because I think Cam and Tua both are coming up against the, the line as far as new contracts at some point in time. Cam definitely is deserving of one moving forward, and I think Tua is good enough to garner at least a, another contract with the Steelers or with somebody else. So you got to have a business decision that's going to be made. These young guys going to react, I hope, if they're, if they're right-minded, the way Coach T has always challenged guys put in this position before because of injuries on the you team. Know, you you use, and I understand this because of your former position as union rep, and you're just you have a general interest in contracts and stuff, and you're so candid and open about it. But you were also that as a player in the mm-hmm. locker room. What I I'm positive that I've never asked you is if the head coach does it. Like, does he say to Carlos Davis or Isaiah Bugs, "Hey"? You want to get paid someday in the NFL? Show up on Sunday. <laughs> he don't necessarily say it, but he okay. he does everything he, except cross that off. You know what okay. I'm saying? We used to have okay. a coach, yeah. yeah there's, I mean, all roads lead there. Okay, so like, yeah, it be hard to just hint at it. Look, exactly. You want to show us something? You want to show us something, Carlos or Bugs? Here, yeah. here. You said you can do this. Okay, you tell us you can do this. You're in the classroom every day. You're on the practice field every day. You tell us you can do this. Here, go nuts. Go nuts. Do it. And and, and one that did it beautifully, man, was Coach James Daniel, Coach J.D., when he was there. 
One thing he said. And former tight end coach, everybody. Former tight end coach, by the way. Uh, he used to use the analogy, man, we got two dogs and one bone. What that means is exactly, it's not saying the contract, but somebody is going to eat and somebody going to starve. And we, we're we not <laughs> about to so split good. this. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not, not saying directly. Yeah, but it's hinted. You remember in the in the Batman movie when he was like, hey, we got one spot. And he broke the pool stick and like, oh, whoever makes it out alive. <laughs> you remember that scene? That's, 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 again, it's a game. But, dog, it is a business, DK. Yeah. And you know what? Use whatever you got to use. Uh, because the truth is there are individual motivations in team sports. I swear. And I've been hearing for the longest time about Davis's freakish athleticism Yeah, at his position. You've talked about it. Mm-hmm. Let's see it. it uh, I, I, just, he's, I would say Coach T introduced that on Wednesday. And that Saturday night meeting, he going to elaborate a little bit. He might even say former guys, let's take Isaac Redman. He used this one before, Isaac Redman. Or he would use me. Or he used Stefan Logan. Remember him? Like guys mm-hmm. taking advantage and extended careers somehow, some way. Like I remember him saying, and like Isaac Redman had T-shirts made about him, Red Zone Redman. Like he going to make it known you better take advantage because it's sweet eating off that bone. Isaac Redman lives on with his organ. I, I hear that story constantly. It's amazing. A guy that wasn't around that long, and and I'm I'm convinced he gave himself the nickname. By the way, I don't know who did. You can't we... get you can't give yourself nicknames. That's like rule number one of society. But I'm convinced Red Zone Redman came right from his corner back there. I'm convinced. You know, of it. I think it might have been BA that came up with that man. Was it? Okay. I think it was no, that, that, that that wouldn't surprise me either. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, a slice of life with Moan that you will not want to miss. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, and it is time, as always, in our third and final segment for a slice of life. And Moan, a lot of people have been urging you to take up coaching. It turns out you took them up on it in a way. I did. I did. It's not what you think. It's 8U flag football. 8U flag football. That yeah. sounds like mass chaos. It is, man. man. So <laughs> last night was our uh, first practice. I, I will admit, I got some little athletes on this team. I will, I'll say this to my son's on this team, Miles, my youngest. It's 8U, but they're nine years old. All of them are, okay? I don't. They retrograded, I guess, from last yeah, year's it's, cancellation. It's, yeah, it's what yeah, – oh, I see, because of the pandemic, yeah. Because of the pandemic, so they're signed up for that. But they're all nine, and they'll be playing against nines, too. So my youngest, Miles, is on the hoops now. I got his little cousin on the team, too. My neighbor's kids on this team, too. Um, so I got those three, and I got three new kids. Well, how many? Four new kids. So, so it's seven. It's five-on-five flag football. And let me tell you, cancel Madden, okay? Cancel all of the video games that involve football. Take the highlights off of TV. Oh, do no. everything you need because every single kid out there, DK, to a kid, to a T, is out there trying to juke in space, Cut back all across there. My they're hitting, own, the, they're hitting the B button. Oh, they're hitting the spin move, the juke move. I'm like, yo, <clears throat> stop. Even my own kid, DK, and he knows football. So he's running the ball because I put him in a different position. He's running the ball, carrying it like a loaf of bread, carrying it like Shady <laughs> like Shady McCoy. 
Oh, you know, no. no. I was about to lose it, dog. Uh, I'm like, Miles, stop right now. I was like, why are you carrying that ball like that? And so I had to stop practice, dog, and bring them all in. I was like, guys, look, are you Odell Beckham? No, sir. Are you Saquon Barkley? No, sir. Are you Patrick <laughs> Mahomes? No, sir. Why are y'all out here trying to run around like you're them already? And I had to just simplify it and break it down because I'm not. I'm like, what's the fastest point in order for us to score? Go to the end zone. Can we go to the end zone, stand in spot, shaking each other? No, sir. I'm like, when you stand in place and try to juke somebody, everybody is running to you. So I don't care what you do. You better be running forward. If you cut, it better be one cut, and you better get upfield. I'm DK. I'm not. I'm not for the antics on the football field at all. We are gonna play this game right, man. Oh man! But the move part is something that, that I hadn't concerned. I, I hadn't really considered when when talking about youth sports because usually when anyone brings up video games, mm-hmm. the 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 context is they're not even outside in the first place. Yeah. Okay. No. So you at least have a group of children who are outside yeah. in on grass playing yeah. a sport. So you've already achieved. Yeah, no, I, I like I said, but I, I hadn't gotta, thought about trying to live out moves. Yeah, in the game, my my son is running and skipping and then run again. I'm like, boy, if you don't get upfield and get me my extra yards, <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. But but to your point about the kids, I know my son at the school, they play on the playground. They do, like, football almost every day they can. So he's in it. He's chomping at the pit to play tackle. And truth be told, DK, my oldest is a football. Well, he's baseball slash football and a little bit of basketball. My youngest, though, all football. I'm telling you right now, this is me in the gloating dad moment. When he finally gets it, he's going to be monstrous. I see it. And, and I'm trying to pull him back to be like – Hey, let's make sure we know what we're doing. Do you like? And I, I tell them sometimes, like, and this is what I tell all the kids: when you play football, football, there's a meanness to it. There are no friends out here. We compete. And, and my motto: if it's a game between me and you, I'm gonna step on your neck to get what I want. But I'm not there yet with them, DK. No, you're definitely to, not. I want them to learn. This and, is and be good. flag football here. Flag this it's is flag. Okay, football. yeah, Dad has to. <laughs> I gotta bring it back. <laughs> but but I also can see, okay, this I, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you because I, I coached I coached youth hockey and I coached my kids yeah. in hockey. And you can't hold back, Mona. You can't. <laughs> you want to? You tell yourself on the whole drive there, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one. I am gonna be calm. I'm not going to be a parent. Yeah. I'm going to be a coach. There's a difference. I'm not going to yell, shoot! Yeah. Shoot it! Okay? I, I'm not going to do that. You just yeah. can't. You, you can't. No. And so trying to hold back, DK, what's the position everybody wants to play for the yeah, most they're part? They're all quarterbacks, man. They're all they're quarterbacks <laughs> out of the womb. And I went through that last night. Okay? And so I'll say this, full disclosure. My kid is running the quarterback position primarily because his hands are big enough to handle the ball. Mm-hmm. He's watched enough football to understand, do this, do that, and do this. Mm-hmm. But while I'm running these plays, they got wristbands. I got them wristbands. Play one, they look down at the wristband and get it. And every kid in between plays, Coach, can I play quarterback? Coach, can I play quarterback? I'm between like, plays? Between plays. That's awesome. 
I'm like, the more you ask me, you're not going to do it. And so I'm going through that. And at, towards the end of the practice, I let two of them do it. One of them was like, uh, Coach Foster, I don't want to play quarterback anymore. And I was like, yes, one down. <laughs> you got one down. Let's see. Son, then, son, how do you feel about left guard? Exactly. <laughs> and then another one, I let him do it. And it was a handoff on a run play. He threw the ball. I was like, no. Oh, geez. But uh, when it comes down to the game, I'm like, Miles, like, you, you got to do it. Like, I know it's the cliche coach's kid playing quarterback. But in this case, I let other kids do it. And mine kind of did it better. Where's he going to play? My, my kid, oh, Miles already know. He's either, if anything, he's a blocking tight end, but he'll be a monstrous D tackle, D in. Oh, he said, yeah. yeah. When, he, when he starts to play, because he's a Miles, RJ is longer, right? RJ's 6'2. Yeah, RJ's really long. Six, yeah. so I posted some of his clips on my IG page mm-hmm. of him pitching and hitting. Oh, he almost went over the fist on 300. On the 300 foot field, first time on a big field. <laughs> he smoked it this past week. But Miles, uh, I think if anything, I'm a. If he, he wants to play, I'm going to put him D-tackle. Yeah, because he has more of the capability to uh, – Yeah, he's already got some mass. Like, he's uh, – At some point, but he's Cam also got Hayward the athleticism. Type. Yeah. Yeah. That, he's yeah, thick makes like sense. a young Cam, man. Yeah, that's uh, – wow. Coach Foster. And, and I'm telling them all. I play quarterback. I love it. I'm going to give you it. the ball. <laughs> Ramon, we really should do another Ramon Foster show next week. You know that? You send, send it like – we're not. Gonna... <laughs> well, I'm not. I just wanted to see your reaction. Hey, this ain't council culture between me and you. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. We will be back. Hey, we appreciate everybody uh, checking this show out. Just want to say yeah. that. And, and uh, uh, I know last week, and, and you know, Ramon, you were looking at some of the comments under it, and you were like, right. "Hey, they kind of like this. Like, yeah, <laughs> they like you. You know, yeah, I'm that's in the comments. Hey, I'm in the comments too, man." So, uh, anyway, let's do it again next week. I'm all for it, DK. I'll be here. All right, Moon. Take care, man. <laughs>